Dark, a podcast about Riverdale that happens midsummer when it gets dark so much later. My name is Alex. After darkness of a season ends, it gets even darker, and that's when we show up because it's super late now. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And you are listening to Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast all about the CW's Riverdale. Hey, it's out of season. You're not imagining this, but there is a bunch of new stuff happening in the world of Riverdale. It's like summer school, except murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was murder a great movie, school? by the way. Yeah. Murder, summer school. Yeah. Summer. Murder, summer school starring Skeet. Ulrich? Uh, <laughs> Skeet Gutenberg, yeah. Skeet Gutenberg, an actor that I just made up. Uh, so there is a bunch of news coming out uh, the, about season three. There's been promos and other things. But specifically, what we are going to talk about is the season two deleted scenes. Now, you might have caught up on the show on Netflix. We've been, we haven't slept. No. We, we've been watching Non-stop. season two on Netflix on a loop. Yeah. For months now. But took a little bit of a pause because the DVD came out. It also hit d- digitally with a bunch of featurettes, a bunch of gag reel, some other things. Uh, oh, man, Pete was loving the gag reel. Uh, this guy's a gag no. head. Were you laughing it up? No. Wait, what, what's your problem, Pete? All right. Well, first off, this is the only time in my life I've ever watched deleted scenes. Really? Yeah, I don't like deleted scenes. Wait, why don't you like deleted scenes? Because they're deleted for a reason. Because someone looked at them, shot it. And was like, nope. Here's the thing. They're not really deleted because we just watched them. Right. That's what's, that's what's, I think it's a lie. Just because something exists doesn't mean you should watch it. Well, so here's what I think is interesting about these. First of all, there are approximately, by my count, 62 deleted scenes, which is insane. <laughs> That's it's a about, lot. It's about 52 minutes total, yeah. which is more than an entire episode of Riverdale. So there's a lot of stuff to sift through there. And what I do think is interesting to talk about, I understand what you're saying, Pete, and I agree with you that, yeah, they're always deleted for a reason. They're always taken out for a reason. Um, these aren't even all the scenes that were deleted from the show. These are just the ones that they decided to color correct and finish the music on and actually put on a DVD. Um, A bunch of folks were pointing out to me online that there are a ton of uh, bughead scenes in particular that Mm. seem to have been cut and there was no bughead on this DVD basically whatsoever. Yeah. Um, So... That said, I, what I thought was kind of fascinating beyond, you know, little blips of scenes, there's a lot of stuff that's much meatier in these deleted scenes. There are things yeah. that are like whole excise plot lines, things that would have helped flesh out character. But Riverdale is such a breakneck show that it kind of makes sense why they cut out some of these smaller character moments to make way for nonstop murder and sex. Yeah, I mean, then there's some of that in here also. Uh, sure. Uh, indeed. So I, I think... Um, they have to cut something. A show that's already overpacked, they're like, okay, well, we don't need this scene. And we did lose, uh, I think we saw in these deleted scenes, a lot of Shoney Showpaz stuff. Yes. yes. Which was very cool to see. Oh, I man. really liked that part of the deleted yeah, scenes. Yeah, I... I- 
if I was going to call two winners of the DVD deleted scenes, I would say Choni and I would say uh, Alice Cooper. There was so yeah. much Alice a Cooper lot stuff. Of Alice Cooper stuff. Yeah. Which and wait, then, you don't seem you're not in love with the Alice Cooper stuff, Justin. It's fine. I don't know. She's so dramatic. Oh, uh, I would even say melodramatic. I, oh, th- I thought it was funny. They had and the, this is coming from a classically trained actor. That's exactly <laughs> sure, right. So he knows. I know drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like TNT. I think that uh, it was weird to see the the musician Alice Cooper replace Alice Cooper in a lot of these scenes. Yeah, well, that's probably why they cut them. Yeah, I guess that was a <laughs> casting error. Right. Also, there was also the chicken screaming when he was biting off the chicken's heads. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, um, I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, you're scared. What was? Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm a big fan of chickens. What was also weird was uh, there was a lot of like cool artistic shots. That were in the deleted scenes. Wow, you are so chill right now, yeah. dude. <laughs> so I was a little like, I was like, oh, why would you take this like that timeline, like tracking shot that showed like Pops's timeline, like old school, like yeah. Pops yeah. through the years? It was beautiful and it was really well, cool. I'll tell to you see. what, there are a lot of scenes, but because this is full episode length, I think it is worth going through it almost like a full episode. You guys yeah. want to walk through Let's all do of it. this? I should say, it. the reason Pete's so chill is I mean, he saw Luke Perry um, have a pill addiction, painkiller <laughs> addiction. He was like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to talk about my absolute favorite deleted scene. It okay, involves great. Fred Andrews. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, but first, the way that these are organized, they're one bonus track pretty much per episode. Some of them are as long as seven minutes with multiple deleted scenes. One of them, I think, is like 19 seconds yeah, long. there's a lot of quick ones. Yeah, yeah. a lot of quick ones. Uh, but there are some meaty stuff. So let's kick it off with Chapter 14, A Kiss Before Dying. There's two deleted scenes here. First one, Bloody Archie and Veronica see the blood-soaked truck. Now, this is after they come out of the hospital. The Fred's just been shot. He's been taken to the hospital. Uh, how'd you guys feel about this, this one? This, this is... Uh, horrifying, especially to start the deleted scene. Oh I was God. like, choice. This is where we're starting. And I was like, oh, wait, what was this? Because yeah, I was like, I did really an remember. animal die there? Yeah. Like, it felt like it made it scary in a way, yeah. as opposed to just like stressful for them. It was like, oh my God, what, did, what happened here? And I thought that was a nice, it actually ended up being a nice way to start to kick off the deleted scenes. You didn't like it at all? No, it's like, hey, there's a bloody truck. I don't know. Bloody trucks are cool. Are they? That's why people like the Transformers series. That's what that's about, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's a truck that's uh, covered in blood but talks. It's like, I'm sorry. We have to go into space. Yeah. Now, I thought it was interesting that this one and the other one it was paired with is Cheryl in the hospital watching her mom. Alice enters and Penelope tries to talk, but basically is like... Oh, yeah. That was funny. because she was like, uh, it's like help her mom me. was like, help me. And she's like, oh, we're busy. Uh, I got to go. She's fine. Yep. Get out of here. Yeah. So uh, two things that got cut out that it was surprising not to see in the season, both Fred's recovery and Penelope's recovery was mostly in the deleted scenes. Yeah. Like, we'll talk yeah. about this a little bit more. But basically, when you're watching the show, it feels like Fred got shot. Penelope almost got burned to death at a barn. And then a couple of episodes later, they're fine. It's all good. Uh, But you actually get to see them slowly get back to normal on the deleted scenes, which I kind of liked. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a town with pep. And pep is the best thing to treat any sort of injury. Oh, really? Yeah. That's all you need? Yeah, I just take... I don't have insurance or anything, just Mm -hmm. pep. Yeah, by the way, uh, I broke both of my legs, as you can see. I know, I'm so sorry. Can I come to your doctor's office? Uh, Here it is right now. Get get better. (laughs) Come on, buddy. Oh, thanks. I am feeling better already. 
That's nice. Moving on to chapter 15, Night Ox. This is a big, bulky one. Uh, you mentioned the tracking shot. I thought this was very cool. Jughead narrated a flashback, and then you slowly pan by the cast, seeing 50s, 60s, 70s, and today. Yeah, it's like Greatest. a great radio station. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think about this scene? Um, I thought it was great. I, I was I can't couldn't believe this got cut. I it was know, such it was a cool... Because it, you got to see him in the hat, Jughead in the hat, and it was just like... They were all dressed up like the comic book characters, and it was really kind of cool. Uh, uh, that and it was upsetting that we didn't get to see it in the show. Well, one thing that I thought was actually kind of nice about this one is it's a little bit of a tease of an episode we know is coming up in the third season. I believe it's the fourth episode. I probably got this wrong, but we're finally going to get that flashback episode we've been asking we've been for. Talking about it since season one, one hundred percent, and we're going to get to see the kids playing their parents. So in the eighties. There's a nice tease of that, I thought. Yeah, also, yeah. like, Cheryl looked amazing in that tracking shot. Great. That's Great. the other thing we learned is Pete's deep uh, <laughs> love, uh, lust uh, for Cheryl, uh, I think, is another big takeaway. I mean, yeah, that was huge. Cheryl was fantastic in the deleted scenes. Yeah, she was. She's <laughs> always fantastic. She is always fantastic. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. it really get to extra. my absolute favorite deleted scene. Uh, it really undeleted Pete's feelings. Yes, this is the next <laughs> one. This is my favorite deleted scene uh, right <laughs> after the tracking shot. So Fred, you know, recovering, is in a robe. Uh, he comes into Archie's room, says, Archie, yeah. <laughs> pauses for a minute, and then he leaves. And I laughed so hard, I completely missed the next deleted scene and had to rewind. I will say, if there, we talked about the winners of yeah. the deleted scenes, I think Luke Perry is the loser of the deleted scenes. Because <laughs> oh, his stuff is so goofy. Just him being like, I mean, he's so absent from this season in general. And then the deleted scenes make it seem like, oh, it's because his plot lines were so weird and goofy. <laughs> and is there any more perfect Fred scene than him wandering through the room and nobody is there, nobody cares, and he just leaves? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like if this were an immersive theater experience, that's what he does all the time. <laughs> just wander in the rooms and be like, Archie, where's my plaid shirt? I'm so earnest. Bye. <laughs> See you later. You know what? I, I'm not going to sit here and let you guys shit on Luke Perry. The I guy think is actually a, you are is an amazing actor and a gift to the show. Wow. Here's what I wish. I wish there were more Archie Fred heart to hearts that happened throughout the season. Those definitely seem to be missing in season two. Uh, but he's a sad sack who can't get anything. You're, you're ridiculous with that. He doesn't have any good advice. His advice That's is always true. the same. It's always the exact no, same thing. There is a deleted scene in here where he gives up. He gives amazing advice. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Who is worse at parental advice, Fred or Mr. Weatherby? Uh, I mean, Mr. Weatherby feels like uh, the Charles Bronson uh, on the edge of Riverdale. He's like <laughs> throughout these. He's like Archie. You better get your gang together, or it's like my lunch is ruined one more time. <laughs> he is uh, the compartment lunch was kind of magical. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, another big scene. Cheryl is at Thornhill. She confronts her mother, who is hideously burned, which we completely missed in the season. Uh, what I thought was interesting about this is Penelope is still setting the table yep. for Jason and Cliff. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of missed that in the season. I wanted to see a little bit more of that weird effed up relationship, the fact that multiple family members have died instead yeah. of just kiss, skipping past it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is very much, uh, you ever watch Grey Gardens, the movie, uh, the documentary? This yep. is very much uh, Mrs. Blossom in full little Edie mode and being weird across the board. Yeah. 
Uh, but I like the window more, more window into the blossoms. Weirdness I think is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two more scenes. There was a big long scene of Betty and Veronica in waitress uniforms walking outside pops pops of course has been shut down because somebody got shot in it. I don't know who, who got shot. Somebody, uh, Archie got shot. Fred. Fred got shot. Fred got shot. Pete. Not the most interesting man in Riverdale. Yeah. That's the thing. Why is everybody so upset about that? You know, it's just Fred. Uh, hey. And then what? <laughs> and then uh, Betty comes back home, confronts Alice about her op-ed in the paper. Uh, and Alice is super aggressive uh, about FP. And she hates train tracks. And she yeah. hates FP. Yeah. What was that whole train tracks thing? She's more of a car person. She's like, there are train tracks behind the diner. Yeah. So... And a bunch of condoms there, that? which is at least they're practicing safe train sex. Yeah. Uh, train track sex. Sure. Uh, this is uh, earlier on in the season when we didn't really get the relationship between FP and Alice, or at least Alice was protesting a lot because she was still kind of with Hal. Um, it's interesting to go back and watch that. Uh, and then the last one, we were talking about Fred's advice. Archie talks to Fred while he pets his dog and coaches him not to be afraid. That is the best advice. Don't be afraid. Yeah. yeah, he's like, don't let fear rule your life. I mean, that's yeah. that's deep, man. Yeah. That's actually not very deep. <laughs> if you want, I have a poster that you can take home that says the same thing. What, the one that's hanging there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but actually, they recently replaced all the cats with Luke Perry. Yeah, that's smart. He's just hanging. <laughs> smart. Yo, I want that poster. Luke Perry looking over his shoulder, hanging off a branch, being like, hey, Archie, hang in there. Archie, are you here? Hang in there. Bye. Chapter 16. That's that's so messed up, man. Why? What do you mean, why? Hey, 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 that's not how he talks, first off. And secondly, his son is insane. Like, Archie, as a person, is insane. He plays the guitar, then he's running a whole army by himself, and he's all over the place. Definitely. So his dad is. So his dad is boring? What, to keep the force (laughs) in balance? Archie's insane, so his dad has to be like. Hey, uh, anybody want some eggs? It's not how he talks. <laughs> it's not how he talks. That's how I hear him. Maybe you enjoyed my performance. You made that part clear. I'll be mayor, I guess. Oh, no? He's okay, that's a, fine. I don't know. I don't know. He's not a, some weird Disney character. Stop making his voice like that. No, it's what's the difference between Luke Perry and Mickey Mouse? Explain one difference. <laughs> ears? They both have they ears. They both have ears. Pete? Jesus, it's like you don't even watch Riverdale. Yeah, do you even watch Riverdale? Moving on to Chapter 16, Watcher in the Woods. Hiram and Veronica chat on the phone about having Archie for dinner. All right. Uh, And then Archie tries to get Jughead to join the Red Circle. It pops. Veronica enters and bribes Jughead. (laughs) I see why they cut this. Yeah. Because it was like Jughead wouldn't just like happily take 20 bucks and be like, I like burger. Not the Jughead from the TV show. Yeah. That's the thing is I like the moment because it was very Jughead from the comics, but it didn't make any sense. He'd instead be like, why are you trying to bribe me, Veronica? Exactly. This is a tool by the man created to fool with our brains. I didn't write this down. Dude, are you auditioning for voiceover work exactly. or something? This, I, this is my reel. Oh, I didn't okay. have time to make a reel, so I just wanted <laughs> sure, to submit what this. Sure, you're going to be plugging all your stuff during our podcast? What do you mean, Pete? 
this is our talk. I'm the big <laughs> boss smoking a cigar. The two interesting things I thought here that were a little bit missing from the season were Veronica is very open with Archie about the fact that she's testing her father, which yeah. is something we missed a little bit, her motivation in terms of why she's pushing the Archie-Hiram relationship. Yeah, I did like that line. That was cool. Yeah, and the other thing is uh, that she's teaching Archie a little bit of Spanish, which yeah. also comes to play later in the disc. Yeah, which I thought was weird, just something to casually not mention uh, and then mention here. Um, I thought the scene um, up next with uh, Keller confronting Archie in school about the Red Circle, which yeah. is not how cops... <laughs> No. <laughs> confront a child in school? Well, everything goes on in Riverdale High, right? Yeah, certainly. Everybody goes to the play. Everybody goes to watch the wrestling tryouts. Yeah. All of that stuff. And Weatherby uh, kicks Keller out, basically, saying it's an after-school club, this gang that Archie starts. And then it's <laughs> right. so weird. He's like, Archie, don't screw this up. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what? This is really big for me, Archie. Yeah, I principal. need your shirtless vigilante gang to work out. Yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to get into gang leading. <laughs> uh, I want to see, they've been talking about it, uh, Riverdale spinoff. I want to see a Riverdale spinoff with Weatherby. I want to see Weatherby Nights. That's what I want. Weatherby. Uh, what does he dark, get up to? You know? Too dark. Yeah. Uh, then Archie and Veronica talk about his one-on-one with Hiram, and then he leaves, and then there's a little blip of Jughead narration, and we get to see an envelope that's been left for Betty. Yeah. Um, I, I should have gone where by... he got the bottle of rum. What? Yes. He yeah. got the bottle of rum. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to go get wasted. See you later. Yeah. Goodbye, Veronica. Uh, I want to talk about the envelope. Could you actually though. not do voices? Cause oh, I, I, oh, I, I don't want him to mistake a voice you're doing for something I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, but bad. I want to step on your reel. Please. Man, this is a real Cyrano de Bergerac situation. <laughs> <laughs> you cast me for the voice that Alex did. Oh, what am no. I going to do? Uh, Cool. And then there's the Jughead narration with the envelope for Betty. Um, I could not remember. I should have gone back and watched this. How did they... Ast- what happened with that envelope? Did anything happen with that? No, it was... There's no... Oh, there's okay. That's why they could. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be... Because there was a lot of... The pack, like different Black Hood stuff came to bed sure. in different ways. So I don't, I I'll agree, I don't remember, but when I saw that letter in there, I, I didn't recognize it. Right. So and that must have been something they left as a t- teaser at the end of the episode. And then when they got to the next episode, they're like, ah, never mind. Yeah. No thanks. No, no, that was the letter that she got from the Black Hood that was like the, that was delivered to the school that was in the school. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right. It's like went to, got, was in like the where their paper is set up in the school, and that was delivered. To Maybe them. it was just like a pack of coupons or something. Yeah, it could have been. No, we don't know the mail. We can't open other people's mail. Font. Yeah, it's illegal, Pete. Jesus, Pete. Pete, you can go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you tell on me. Pete, Cha- hey, Pete. Little advice. Hang in there. Chapter 17, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Uh, We get to see, I thought this was great, Alice, Hermione, and Penelope have tea. Penelope found a healer in Greendale, she mentions. Yeah. Never going to pan out because Sabrina is a separate series. Uh, Then they talk about the Black Hood. Hermione tries to get them on board for the Southside plan and for disrupting the mayor's town hall. We need more hot moms of Riverdale. I love the moms meeting. That was me too. It was great. Uh, uh, Mrs. Blossom in full like Maleficent cosplay to this scene. Yeah, Uh, like evil feathers coming out of. I loved her like muttering like, "Yeah, my mom's still alive." 
That was really funny. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's got to get to do more in season three. I also thought it was interesting in relation to this upcoming episode in season three where the kid's playing the parents that, mm-hmm. like, our main characters, uh, Archie, uh, Jughead, Betty, and Veronica, they're, like, prime parent is the same gender as them. So it's, like, Veronica's mom... Uh, uh, Archie's dad, Jughead's dad, and Betty's mom are like the main mm, characters in them. So like it's going to track perfectly for this episode, but mm-hmm. it's, all, it's also weird that it is so set along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, it is super strange. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it switches up or where they have to bring in new actors or kind of figure stuff out. But like you said, it's tracking very nicely. They got uh, Mark Consuelos' son to play young Hiram, who's also going to be there. The weirder thing, we kind of knew this, but the weirder thing to me is that they've all known each other and basically dated each other for a really long time. Big time. Makes it super messed up. This show is even more messed up. I'm from a small town, so it's totally fine. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, basically everyone dates everyone, and then you see how it shakes out. That's weird, man. (laughs) Huh? That's weird. What What? town do you come from again? Uh, It's been obliterated from the map. (laughs) It doesn't exist anymore. Sounds like it actually was shaken out. Yeah, exactly. I barely got out. Last one on this particular chapter is Hermione confronts Veronica in her bedroom over the red circle video. Uh, we got, there are a couple of scenes like this of Hermione and Veronica together. We, we talked about this a lot in the podcast. We lost Hermione for a good chunk of the season. She was basically in the thrall of Hiram. I would have liked more of these scenes. Yeah. I understand why they made the choice they did, but I would have liked to see Hermione be a little more of an equal partner. I agree, and I like this scene for two reasons. One, we got to see um, the Red Circle t-shirts, which are very fashionable, and I love that they made both men's and women's t-shirts. I also like uh, the way she was like, nice shirt. Yeah. Uh, it's truly like a Comic-Con style shirt. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what sponsorship they had. And then Pete pointed something out that I thought was really he cool. He missed this part. But Pete pointed it out. What? Of all people? Yeah, Pete was listening. She was like, yeah, so what? I've had like two affairs on your dad. No big deal. She was like, I've missed one. uh, There's only been one, maybe two Two. gaps in my loyalty to your father. So who is the second gap? Fred and... Fred again? Or do you think she means Fred both times? You would just say one. No. Yeah, yeah, she would say it's two different people. So there's somebody else. It could. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll find out in this flashback in the next season. But I would also argue the way she talked about it with gaps in loyalty, meaning time. There could be two different times when she was getting with Fred very easily because he would be like, "Hey, come over here and this maybe have hey. sex." So now we talk. What a standoff. Chapter 18 and When a Stranger Calls. Great deleted scene. Hiram and Hal talk at a party a little bit, and Nick St. Clair looks at some champagne. Oh, God, this oh. added so much to the episode. <laughs> uh, this is one of those things where I'm like, you could have also left it off the disc. There's nothing missing there. Well, I feel like they were like, oh, we should have one for every episode. Yeah, and so this so. one was definitely... Speaking of which, moving on to this one, uh, Chapter 19, Death Proof, another short scene. Hiram and Hermione whisper to each other. Veronica enters and quips and mentions Nick, and that's pretty much it. I did like her line, though. If, he had mu- if you two had mustaches, you'd be trolling them. Yeah, that yeah, was a great line. Right. Yeah. Keep, Veronica. It keep it in, guys. Good character. I think they should keep her this season. Undelete it. Yes. Chapter 20, Tales from the Dark Side... Uh, I was a little bummed about this. I wanted to see more deleted scenes here, particularly because this episode was so crazy. I wanted to see more stuff with Candyman, but we didn't get it. Uh, but the two scenes we did get, we got a Kev Veronica sleepover. sleepover. Interesting detail about this. Kevin's gaydar all broken. Uh, yeah. He thinks maybe his dad is gay, and that's the secret that he's keeping. Uh, what would you think about that? Uh, yeah, it was 
this is one where him saying that I was like, oh, we know so hard that's not what it is. Right. So it did yeah. feel it felt just off. But but and also an odd red herring since they probably yeah. would have known that he was going to be having an affair with the mayor. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was also like cool to me that he knew something was up. Even yeah. if he was wrong about it, he still knew. That, He's been like, paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, and, and it was kind of a touching where it was like, I kind of relate because this quiet loneliness. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I did like the scene, Ed. I liked. Yeah. It's funny to see these characters just having a chill out sleepover with each other as yeah. if they're regular kids instead of 20 year olds playing kids who regularly murder people and have sex with people all the time. Yeah. Not That's in that all. order. I mean, sometimes. Oh, man. Season three, baby. <laughs> and the next one, Hal talks to Betty and they butt heads a little bit. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Not it necessary. It was basically like, hey, I'm a black mask. Yeah. <laughs> black hood, black hood. Black hood. Chapter um, 21, House of the Devil. Archie has breakfast with Fred, confronts him about the pills he's taking, and Fred says he isn't taking them. This is We talked about this earlier. This is the whole cut subplot about Fred having a pill addiction. Which is... Established and resolved in one episode. Yeah, 100%. In two scenes. Yeah, which... No, there was a nice moment later with FP and Luke Perry. still like... I don't know. This whole thing, I was like, oh, my God. It's so... They have the reverse. I learned it by watching you scene uh, at the top of the episode with Archie. And then the one, if we can jump to the one at the end, FP's like, hey, man, would you mind being my sponsor? I've been going real hard. And Luke Perry's like, funny you should ask. I'm addicted to pills. Would you mind letting me call you sometimes? They're like, we're done with this stuff. I was like, yo, (laughs) that's not how any of that works. Nope. But it was this nice touching moment. It was like, yo, bro, I'm struggling. It was like, sorry, bro, I got you. Call me. You know what? I've got a pill addiction, and this is crazy. (laughs) Man, call Mm. me, maybe. Hey, thank you so much for auditioning, by the way. We're (laughs) not going to pick you up for the singing voiceover. Oh, that one's fine. That was a a reach. To get back to the scene, I really liked the moment where Archie admitted to Luke Perry, like, "I I told her I love her. I thought that was that was kind of a wait. Who who did he tell? He told Luke Perry that he to, he he's said, in love with his dad. No, Veronica. What? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a nice moment. Sure, you're an asshole. I mean, whatever. I don't care about Luke Perry. Uh, wow. And then the middle one that was mean. I'm sorry. I love him. Thank you. Okay. Middle uh, scene, Alice talks to Betty about FP's retirement party. Alice reveals why she left the serpents, and then Betty talks about whether Alice is happy. This is a big scene. This is one of the ones where I was like, why did this get cut out? Well, I think the the only thing I could guess is that Mrs. Mrs. Cooper, Betty Cooper, uh, or sorry, Alice Cooper is so mean to F Palace, to FP, and she's about to go to him. A couple episodes later. Yeah. yeah. So it is, it's sort of odd, I thought. Yeah. But well, it's essential information. I mean, we don't know why she left the Serpents. The only reason I can think of them cutting this out is they are saving it for the next season or for some sort of flashback or something like that. Interesting. Because also, I don't think they wanted to paint the Serpents in that kind of light that they were like right. trapping people because like Cheryl just joined and like, you know, also it was a, a part. It was a long exposition y season. Sure. So That's I feel right. like. Uh, and when you're going to the F Palace, you enjoy the ride. No, <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool how she was talking about, like, you chose respectability over happiness. Yeah. That was that, that was, was cool. Yeah, That's the whole scene was great. Moving on to Chapter 23, The Blackboard Jungle. Hiram and Hermione grill Veronica briefly about Archie. Wait, did you do 22? 
Did I skip over 22? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Alice is putting together Christmas tree drunk at 3 a.m. Thanks, yes. Betty, not to leave. And then the second scene is Alice looks out the window as Cliff and Betty play cards. Alice is sad. Polly didn't come home. Yeah. This is a real I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared moment. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Alice Cooper trying to decorate the Christmas tree drinking so much white wine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I know you disagree based on what you said earlier, but I thought great Alice stuff. I really enjoyed watching it, but at the same time, I understand why they didn't include it because it feels repetitive of other parts of the episode. Yeah. But it was kind of heartbreaking when she was talking to her daughter and being like, you're not going to leave me, right, Betty? I mean, that was... Yeah, but we got great moments like that later on in the episode, later on in the season, so that stuff was covered, I think. Yeah, but drunk stuff is fun. Yeah, that's... You can't argue with that. They did yeah. a musical episode last season. They should do a drunk episode next season. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like a Rick and Morty, everybody's drunk episode. Yeah. 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 Hey, Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Cheryl. Get over here, Cheryl. Seven seasons, Cheryl. <laughs> All right. Chapter 23 of the Blackboard Jungle. Uh, Hiram and Hermione grill Veronica briefly about Archie. Weatherby has his lunch interrupted by Reggie. Very oh, fun moment. Yeah. Uh, I want more of that. I want more Weatherby. Yeah. yeah you want more, like, Little plastic lunch boxes with all the different compartments. He's yeah. got to keep everything separate. I it's love insane. that shit. Everything's yeah. got to be He's, separated. Food I love can't a bento touch. box. If I'm going to a Japanese restaurant, I'm going to get that bento yeah, box. Yeah, his had like raw carrots in it, man. This is not. Yeah. He's no, just, but I'm he, saying. He's very anal. I'm saying I like that. I like uh, airplane food because that's compartmentalized. Oh, wait. Are you love seriously? It. 100%. You're Mr. Weatherby. Wait. Do you really separate your food and they can't touch? I don't, but I enjoy it when somebody serves it to me that way. Oh. Wow. Cool, man. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's fun? fun? Yeah, it's definitely fun. not fun. <laughs> if you know all, what fun hey, is, it is not fun. Separated. Having your peas and your carrots separated is not a fun thing. Uh, it's, it's super fun because you're like, you're opening all these little packages. You're like, what am I? what's the surprise? What am I? going to find out. So cool. What, su- what surprise? What packages? What are you talking about? I'm talking about like airplane food. They're all the little different packages. You open them up. Bento box, maybe not. You kind of see them, but you're sort of like, oh, I'm eating my sushi. Oh, look at this. There's some noodles over here. Are, do you have- <laughs> What's this? Man, you What's need to you forget about what you're going to You need to tear down the barriers between your food and let them like yeah. coexist. Well, here's an interesting thing. I mean, this is super interesting, I think. And I'm is glad it I- as interesting <laughs> as it was fun a minute ago? Yeah. <laughs> this, I think you guys are going to be fascinated about this. Would I get uh, a bowl? You know how all food is served in bowls now. Uh, when I get a bowl food. and it's like a bunch of different things separated in the bowl, I'm like, fucking mix it together, you assholes. What? Oh, wow. You know That's what I'm confusing. talking about? Where yeah. it's like, You're talking like a, some sort of ramen situation. Uh, like yeah, maybe not a ramen. Yeah, but so, sort of like a poke bowl or something like yeah. that. A poke bowl. Poke bowl. A poke bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I call it a poke bowl to separate it from a poke ball, which is an entirely different thing. Yeah, That's true. Okay, well, don't go ordering a poke bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a rube. <laughs> well, anyway. Sounds like Fred Andrews over there. I, I think, uh, I I think we've think successfully covered it. I'll take a poke bowl. Give me a poke bowl. Keep all that shit separate, would you? Because I like to d- d- mix no, it up. No, what I'm saying is in my poke bowl, I like things all mixed together. I don't want it. I immediately take it out, and then I shake it all together. Let me just say one other thing. Yes, it, please. Thank God I never waited on you when I was a waiter. Yeah. Because I would have had to go yell at the... I would have to scream in a pillow in the back. Oh, <laughs> Do you keep pillows in the back of a restaurant? Yeah, there's a ton for screaming into for oh, bad sure. customers. Oh, man. Great. So that's the weather be seen. Betty and Alice go to the motel <laughs> where Faux Chick is hiding and talk about Polly a little bit. Again, a little bit of uh, details about 
Polly and Alice and stuff that ended up at the cutting room for. And the last one is Veronica talks to Hiram and Hermione about how the serpents have integrated into Riverdale High. Yeah. Pretty much it. Pretty boilerplate stuff. Yep. Uh, chapter 24, The Wrestler, we get a fun scene of Veronica and Hermione confronting Josie and Mayor McCoy, and it's oh. pretty tense. Yeah. And then, I'm glad we... they caught that, because I didn't like them walking up to them like that. Really? I liked yeah. it all right, but I especially liked when they, um, the end of the scene, with a, what, they had a wide shot, and Mr. Cooper just anger eating Oh, was that the cone. scene where yeah. it was just, that was Well, hysterical. but that connects to the scene where then Penelope comes up and is like, hello, I am a courtesan. Would you yeah. like to employ my services? Yeah. And he's like, would I? I am angrily eating a snow cone. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah, the way, the rage as he was staring into the ice cream was so magical. Yeah. He was melting it with his steely-eyed gaze. Yeah. Oh, man. You, we should have known then that he was the Black Hood. Yeah. I knew. You knew? That's when I knew. Really? Yeah, no, not Because really. of the snow cone? No, not at all. Not cream. even close. Snow cone. I think it was snow cone. Yes, cone. Mm. Yes, cylinder. Yes. <laughs> no, nah, I can't no, do that. No. <laughs> You're trying to get the Black Hood? <laughs> yeah, I was trying, but uh, it wasn't nice. working. I got, I got stuck in a quarter there. Uh, chapter 25, The Wicked and Divine. We get two short scenes here. Archie walks under Jughead narration. Nothing really going on. And then, big scene for Pete. Archie and Fred have breakfast and chat about Hiram. Oh, that was nice. Because that's a scene where he's like, well, I didn't, you, you worked for me, man. That was, you, yo, stop that. <laughs> he was like, Hey, listen, I understand, man. You want to impress your girlfriend's dad. That's cool. But remember, we come first. And Archie was like, you're right, dad. I like that scene. Yeah. And he didn't sound like an asshole. You Let me throw this out did. there. If Luke Perry's in a scene, you liked it. Maybe. We The end of the shot, the end of the scene, we have a shot of just the guitar sitting alone in the other room. Oh, Archie gave it up. Yeah, he, he shouldn't be having breakfast that with his was dad. Only... He should be practicing his guitar because the music's important. <laughs> he's great at music. He's great at music. He's not great at music. No, he's really not. You know why? Because uh, his father, Luke Perry, isn't encouraging him. Whoa. You take that back. He needs to be encouraging you, his guitar take career. That back. He should be a famous guitarist. Can we talk for a second about how Archie was punishing that bread while he's putting jam on it? He was just slamming his jam on that bread. He doesn't know how to he eat. He has the touch of a gorilla. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have nothing to add to that. Chapter 26, the telltale heart, the fake agent who I'm blanking on the name of, uh, kicks over some drums in front of Archie. The one thing that I did like about this bit is uh, Betty and Alice are scrubbing up the blood for yeah. the man they murdered, or yeah. I guess that Alice murdered, or maybe Chick murdered. I'm actually playing at which. Alice didn't murder him, uh, Chick, and or Alice did. Chick didn't because Chick's the hero. Yeah, of I Riverdale. do like the very dude. Brief... You fucking watch your mouth with that bullshit. Yeah, she don't saved... try to sneak in bullshit. It's kind of amazing how Alice saved Chick, the hero of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, I do chat. like the reminder that the, uh, Betty and Archie live next door. Which I, I was confused. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wait, what? They're in completely separate houses. That's why I feel like I got cut because it is confusing that the symbols fall over and in... they look like they're in yeah. the next room. Yeah, but they're in the next house. Uh, and then we get a Barchie scene. Betty yeah. and Archie see each other through the window and text a little bit before she completely conks out for the night. How'd you feel about this? I couldn't believe how hard Betty sleeps. Yeah. She, uh, I did I like love this that scene. shot. It was though. a cool shot. That yes. was a beautiful shot where you're like, you know, just kind of then faded up in the next. That was really cool. It was cool. I got to say, uh, I know I've said this as a prediction a couple times, but I think this next season is the Barchie <laughs> season. <laughs> it, it has to be. No, no. Yes. I don't ever want to see that. It's happening and it's, it's coming too soon. different. The TV show is too different from the comic. Stop trying to push your comic agenda on the show. It's a separate thing. No, they're getting together this season. No, 
I think Veronica is endgame. I think that's going to happen this season. I mean, you're right. It could be anything, but... Yeah. Yeah, it literally could be anything with this show. It is surprising to me that it hasn't happened yet, Uh, and it is surprising to me that they cut one of the very few scenes that they had together. Yeah. Because as a lot of folks have pointed out, they're friends. Like, they're supposed to be really good (laughs) friends that grew up together, but they barely talk or relate in any sort of way. So even forgetting about romantic stuff, having... uh, Archie text her and be like, are you okay? Do you want to talk? Is a nice little thing to see. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Hiram tries to recruit Hal. That's fine. Veronica's secretly listening. Yep. Chapter 27, the hills have eyes. We get, I'm going to throw this out here. This is just my personal opinion. The most jaw-dropping scene on the entire disc. I totally understand why they cut it. Yeah. Uh, Penelope is with one of her clients. Cheryl walks in in sexy lingerie, tries to steal her client, and then the client is like, I'm going to leave. And they confront each other about Cheryl's previous lesbian dalliance when she was a younger child. A uh, little bit of a tease of that. There's so many reasons this scene was cut. What did you guys think about it? I love this scene. It was what did you What did you like about it? I think Cheryl looked amazing. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she did. Uh yeah, it definitely. I mean, she is the closest. She's wearing like sex clothes, yeah, as you yeah. call them, lingerie. Uh, so uh, that was. Uh, it definitely felt like a, a more of an HBO show moment as opposed to. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to parse this in my mind a little bit because we had that crazy, horrible affair between Miss Grundy and Archie. So it isn't like we haven't had pedophilia on the show or child muscle station. But there's something yeah. about her walking in and Penelope being like, she's 16 years old. That is super uncomfortable. Yeah, it was a just, yeah, a series. The, and you see the dude who is sort of like dressed like a community theater hobo. Yeah. And he was like in like an oversized suit. And he's like, hey, yeah, 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 gotta get out of here. Uh, it's gonna be a vo- great voice. Uh, that I thought, see, <laughs> I thought it was just an odd scene across the board. It was taking something with uh, a lot of ramifications very, very not seriously. Yeah. yeah. And particularly in the middle of the episode, there's such a great emotional arc for Cheryl in this episode where we do get to see her coming out story. She connects with Tony for the first time. There's the whole Love, Simon thing. Tonally, it doesn't make any sense with the rest of the episode. So I'm glad I got to see it because (laughs) it's as crazy as Riverdale gets. But at the same time, I'm glad they cut it out of the actual show. Yeah. Also, she looked amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, And then Josie and Mayor McCoy talk, decide to have a girls night, going to see Love, Simon. Great movie, now available on home video. Definitely pick it up. Really good deleted scenes. We'll do those on the next podcast. (laughs) Thank you for saying home video. Yes. Uh, And then, oh, my gosh, what? What just happened? My sorry, my notes are blipping all over the place. Blipping. Uh, next about up, the Reggie jingle jangle. Get the hell out of here right now, Reggie. Scene. Yeah, uh, Josie is with Reggie, mm-hmm. and the uh, off her mom. And Mayor McCoy comes in, or I guess uh, she's uh, coming Mrs. Back from, McCoy coming back from point. a booty call. I think yes, and she calls Reggie a jingle jingle dealer, which he is, but it's still a goofy thing to call anybody. Uh, this is the scene with Reggie in the water glass, right? Where uh, he's drinking some water and then is like, uh, I think it was champagne. Oh, it wasn't champagne. Yeah, that was yeah. a champagne flu. And the no, reason they're underage. They wouldn't be drinking champagne. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Finally, we drew a line in the sand. <laughs> uh, then, wait, almost there. Go ahead. The next scene is 
Cheryl and Topaz walking together down the hall. Yes, so chapter, chapter 28, 28, there will be blood. Uh, quick little Tony Sheen of Cheryl inviting Tony to the will Aww. reading. Very nice. It's great. It's like, it's these early Shoney scenes are so nice. Yeah. Every time these two were together, it was fantastic in the deleted scenes. Yes. Uh, chapter 29, primary colors, tons of scenes here. FP leaves for work, talks to Jughead about Hiram's plans. And you can't pay rent on principle, uh, Jughead. I, I Agree, but I've actually paid with my rent with the principals a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, I, I got to say, the most actually. fun scenes with FP are the ones where he has to go to work or he's at a job or he's talking about business or stuff. None of that serpent stuff. I want to see him talk about budgets. Yeah. That's what I want from FP. None Dude. of this F Palace stuff. Budgets. Balance your checkbook, serpents. I, I think FP is fantastic. So anytime you get a little FP, it's fantastic. I agree. Archie and Veronica slow-mo walk down a hall. Veronica is bugging Whis- out. Whispering. A yeah. lot of whispering going on. She can on. hear every whisper. And then we get another oh, big scene. Oh, man. Flip, flip flop, crisscross. I, I can already say you are extra creepy in this podcast. Uh, sleepover scene. Vanessa explains <laughs> Cheryl and Betty need to do a stranger on a train. Tony has a burner phone. Cheryl calls Schick. Bed, uh, Betty, the hero of the show. Uh, Betty calls Claudius, another big hero of the show, and asks if he asks if she's been a naughty girl. Uh, let's talk about the scene. Pete, creep out for us. Okay, so first off, of course Topaz has a burner phone. God, she's in a game. That's what she says. That, I thought that was a funny. that was a funny moment. Yeah, the whole thing I thought was a lot of fun. Like, we got a little bit of sleepover stuff, but they basically cut from having emotional scenes with the sleepover to murder or attempted murder actually on the show. So it was fun to see them do a very typical sleepover activity. And this combination of characters we never really get to see just kind of hanging out, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, a good group scene. Fun was the right word because it got really. Oh, you naughty girl! That was I was like, turn it off, get it away from me. Like this is <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was super dark, but yeah. at the same time, for a deleted scene, I thought it was fun to see. And then we get another big Tony scene. Tony visits Cheryl and Nana Rose in the hospital. Cheryl explains she's scared that Penelope and Claudius will hurt Nana. She's uh, so and, exhausted. Yeah, and Tony really connects with her. Yeah, another great Shoney scene. Mm-hmm. And then we get another. Or I guess there's another... Right, there's this there's Archie. Archie is sitting in his room. He calls Veronica, tells her she wants... He wants to be a running mate for student president. Uh, and Archie believes in Hiram. That's Archie that, is a great choice, More Arch. importantly, he believes in her. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly Hiram. No, no. And Pete pointed out how into NASA Archie is, as we see, have a lingering shot over the rocket that yeah, Archie like has a, like, hanging in his bedroom. I like, think there's Archie, a, the gang leader uh, and um, mobster and murderer, and musician. has a little rocket hanging in his room. Yeah, that's a little weird. Like, do, do, you, you, think, do you think when he shuts off his lights, he's got the stars, the glowing dark stars <laughs> in his thousand dollars that Fred Andrews makes all those things and just yeah. hangs them in his room? Because he's here's like, the thing: hey, when hey, he's play rockets, when he's having sex with Veronica, he always likes to lie on his back because he can only orgasm if he's looking at constellations. Oh. <laughs> Great to... As if that's an so arm specific, that makes me think that's something you do. Yeah, what a weird arms race between Pete and Alex in this oh, episode of being... Curse of nature! Oh, God! <laughs> horrifying. A horrifying vision that's what into you sound uh, like. Alex's 
I don't sound like that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you sound like. Uh, Fred Anderson. Then we got like to see uh, the end of the episode. Great scene. Tony calls Cheryl for pops. Um, we hear her voiceover as we slowly go to the conversion therapy of the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy. Uh, and then we end on the same scene of Cheryl. Uh, being told that they're going to get rid of her gayness. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, I actually, because in the in the episode, was it a Jughead voiceover that led us to that final moment? Um, I don't think there was a voiceover. No voiceover Again, at we all. Probably should have checked, but I I vaguely remember. Or was it just? It might have been just music. Yeah, because I, I remember it, it being about sort of the scary reveal. I actually thought this worked a lot better because mm. the Tony, the voiceover of Tony leaving a message for Cheryl yes. as we find out the fate of Cheryl, I thought was much more powerful and much more of a connection between the two of them. Also, the it was I loved what she was saying. You know, you're not alone. But yeah, and at I, the same time that she is all alone. It yeah. is a wonderful, powerful scene. However, here's my theory on why they cut it. It's because next episode is when we get the arc of Tony realizing something's wrong. She decides yeah. to go for Cheryl. She decides to track her down. She rallies the troops. So instead... That episode, we were left on this horrifying cliffhanger of, oh, my God, Cheryl has been trapped into conversion therapy and left alone. Nobody knows where it is. That's a scary cliffhanger to leave on versus the way that this scene plays out. We know that Tony is going to go save Cheryl. So week I, to week. I don't know if we know I that. I think it works a little I don't know. better. I mean, I take your point. Like, it's, yeah. it's a little more dramatic to reveal as, like, she's in this horrible place trapped. Uh, but I think you still get that by, while also having this emotional connection between mm-hmm. the two characters. So I, I prefer this. I, I love the scene. Also, I understand why they left it out. Pigtails. Cheryl is in pigtails, which Jesus. is kind of crazy. She, huh? What are you doing? Sorry. She uh, has be, she's been captured by nuns and about to be put through conversion therapy. You can't be pervert. You are so gross. Alex, you're I, I just talked about orgasming the constellations <laughs> yes. and you're worse. I know you guys are really trading the perv baton, which I don't know even know why we have that, but uh, we bought it before it the first episode, and we agreed to pass it around. Yeah, Pete has held it for three seasons so far. He's holding, gripping it with I'm a sweaty it back hand. To you. I'm yeah. giving. Oh God, stop doing that to the perv baton. Chapter thirty: The Noose Titans. Veronica enters with a bunch of shirts for the uh, Vixens. Josie already got some shirts. Again, then, Team Josie, Team Rosie, Reggie, and Josie. Yeah. Yes. Team Varchi. Oh. Uh, the t-shirt budget for these kids is high. I love that they're making great shirts all the time. Yeah. Also, I prefer Jeggy. I'm just going to throw it out there. What's that? Instead oh. of Rosie, Jeggy. Jeggy? Jeggy. Oh, I like Jeggy better as a ship name. I'm just mentioning. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know. Wait, who's the... That's Jughead and Reggie? Yep, 100%. Would you say Jeggy? Jeggy, Je- Josie, and Reggie. Oh. oh. Versus Rosie... <laughs> Yeah, Reggie and Josie. I don't think that doesn't make his. Rosie just sounds like there's a person nice named Rosie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Tony answers is like, "Shut up, everybody! We got to save Cheryl." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second scene, which I thought was a very cool scene, uh, Betty goes to the bank. She does the whole hand nails thing. Hal approaches. Betty tries to tell him what's going on, but she cannot. Can't. He, in retrospect, he's taunting her there. Yeah, yeah, hardcore. Yeah, he's making sure it's happening. But not knowing what's coming, though, this I see why they cut it because this sure. scene is, seems so dramatic, but nothing actually happens, and they mm-hmm. don't talk about anything. So it, I got excited in the beginning because she was doing that squeeze thing to make her hands bleed, and I was like, "Bring out Dark Betty, bring out Dark Betty," but it didn't happen. 
All right, chapter 31, A Night to Remember. Tons of stuff going on here from the big yeah. musical episode. Uh, first one, Veronica is checking out the food table. Chuck comes over. She's to... comparing pairs at the craft <laughs> services table. As one does. Great uh, budget for this musical. They have a craft services table. Oh, my God. Well, the whole musical is ridiculous. Uh, Chuck comes over and asks for a second chance. Veronica threatens him. Uh, Jughead is filming, and then there's a hilarious moment of trying to grab yeah. some snacks while a... he's filming that... Is totally incongruous, like we were talking about earlier, with everything uh, Jughead on the show. Very funny. It is funny. I really wish they kept that bit in because it was a funny bit. It was. But Jughead, the whole episode, this whole episode of him like creepily videotaping Mm -hmm. feels out of touch with Jughead this season. That feels like maybe like early season one Jughead would have done that because he was like such a loner, like documenting shit. The craziest thing about that is. Still still a funny bit though. The. The filming thing was did not make sense for the episode at all. We thought it was going to pan out because he got this long tracking shot at the end and they were going to just parse all the clues. They didn't at all. Uh, That would have justified it a little bit more. Instead, it kind of just gave Cole Sprouse a reason not to sing over the course of the episode, which he did not want to do. And uh, and I think we saw in these deleted scenes that there was a, they had a lot more of the videotape stuff that did get cut. That's true. Uh, Moving on to another one, ridiculous explanatory scene. Weatherby is talking to Alice and Kevin about the sandbag uh, that almost killed Cheryl. Jughead films and that gets locked out. And Sheriff Keller explains the rope was kind of frayed anyway. So just the show must go on. What a detective he is. Well, it was funny how Kevin was like, dad, a little help here, please. Yeah. And he was like, okay, it was Fred. Uh, I also love the Kevin's Arch uh, theater history reference to Aeschylus. Uh, yeah. Felt a little uh, as a classically trained actor. I'm also a classically trained theatrical historian. Wow. Yeah. I'd miss that. And Weatherby huh. is basically like a TV judge just saying, I'm going to allow that all the time. Yeah. Shirtless visual anti gangs, I'm going to allow that. Allow Somebody it. almost gets murdered doing the skull play, I'm going to allow okay, that. If there's but- another attempted murder, I'm going to shut this parent child musical down <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. If anybody gets a splinter, uh, you were way off. They got murdered. Yeah. Cool. Uh, love the next scene of uh, Cheryl um, bragging about how great her life is. Dude, uh, don't you dare oh, say no, anything this bad. Is a big scene. This yeah, is no, a I fantastic. Lo- I love scene. it. I agree with you. Shut up. I'm not being sarcastic. I legitimately you love this. Son was, of a bitch. It was glorious. She loves how she's dating a hot girl, yeah. um, how her life's great, except for her relationship with her mother. She's relating that to Carrie. I thought that was great. I thought it was really touching. And she ends by yelling cut. Uh, yeah. Classic Cheryl. It's very fun. It was, I, I can't tell if you really liked it or not, but I enjoyed it. What a great question mark to have in our, our relationship. Uh, well, she called the big thing though, that happens in this scene is that she offhandly calls Tony, her girlfriend, which is yeah. something that doesn't happen on the actual show. And that's something that fans of the pairing were asking for a lot. Uh, they got to call each other girlfriend on the next season. You jerks. And uh, yeah, I think that's why I thought this was so cool. It was, but I feel like maybe they cut it because they're mm-hmm. trying to withhold that a little bit. All right. Well, let's stop withholding so much, Riverdale. Wow. I'm wow. just shot across the bow. Yep. Uh, then Pop and FP talk, another missed subplot that mm-hmm. got totally cut off. At the end of the episode, the way that it plays out, FP kind of just, after rejecting Alice at the beginning of the episode, shows up at the musical with some flowers, sees her with Hal, and is bummed out. But we get two scenes that fill things in quite a bit. First, Pop and FP are talking. Pop reveals that he's got a girl. Hot date. He's got a hot date. Pop. Do you think it's like some sort of meat lady? Did he just like make a lady out of hamburgers? Oh, come on, man. 
I didn't say there's something magical more coverage. about musicals, though, he says. There is something magical about musicals. It gets FP thinking. Uh, and then we cut back to Jughead and FP's house, where FP is all dressed up, and he's got a card for Alice. Also, the reveal that he was Birdie in Bye Bye Birdie. Yes. That was odd. But like, this as threw it, him on a fucking tangent. He was like, what? How? He... When did he have? He's a gang in a gang. Like, yep. when did he have time to audition for the musical? Right, and then play the part. I mean, if Archie has time to do his music, have forty-five jobs, and uh, date every girl in Riverdale, I think he's just fine. FP could do it. Time works differently in Riverdale. It does. Uh, what do you think was in the card? What do you think he wrote? Um, I, I mean, it's hard to say. Probably. I think it was an invitation to the F Palace. I think that's what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, an engraved invitation. <laughs> I invite you I to the F Palace. I invite you. Oh, Crunch is ready in the F Palace. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> then another big Choni scene. Choni yep. is warming up in the mirror in the dressing room. Uh, Cheryl enters, gives her a flower, and kisses her cheek. Aww. They chat for a little bit about the really romantic way that she slathered herself in blood and confronted her mother with a candelabra. Yep. Uh, and then Tony looks her up or down, says, you are so hot right now, and they kiss. Great yeah. scene. Yeah. And another then great when scene. she leaves, she smells the rose. Yeah. yeah. It I is a great scene. True Why do you think they cut the scene, though? I think it goes back to they were trying to sort of slow play the Shoney relationship a little bit. And this felt like they were clearly girlfriends. Yeah. I don't know why they did, though. It's very confusing to me because they paired them up in all of the subsequent scenes. All they got to do was side hug most of the time. And that's pretty much it. When the rest of the popular pairings on the show are together all the time. Yeah. Well, I would throw out that they they ended up sort of saving it for the end of the season. And so I think they realized the fan interest in this relationship mm-hmm. and maybe they just wanted to just play gotcha. it out a little So you longer. think they were sort of already in process by the time they realized how popular the pairing was? I mean, I don't know, obviously, but I, I yeah, I think so. I think they were... Because we do, at the end of the season, we do get a big sort of connection between the two of them. And to do that at the end of the season, I think it, it felt like it... Built a little bit more. Gotcha. All right, let's move on to chapter 32, Prisoners. Veronica and Fred talk on the phone while he makes tomato sauce. Dude's always cooking. Oh, man. But he's always alone. Just, you know, calling your son's girlfriend. No big deal there. Yeah, and uh, Veronica just doesn't bother to reveal that Archie has been taken hostage. Yep. Great, great. Fred, the world's greatest detective. Uh, And and Fred's like, I hope he's not hostage. I've... No, he could tell that she was lying to him. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's so good at interpreting messages. Here's what I bet happened if they continued that scene. I bet Fred... It was like, oh, man, this sauce is really good. Stopped hey, using that voice. Veronica, you want to try it? And tried to shove it into the phone. And he's yeah. like, oh, you're not here. Because he doesn't know how phones work. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. It's clear they know something. Hey, phone Archie's work. dumb. That dumbness didn't just start with Archie. Yeah. There's a family His history. Mom's smart. Yeah. Fred's dumb. Dumbness always goes from the father to the... <laughs> On the father's side. Yeah, that's what my son tells me. The dumb G. <laughs> Veronica then goes to Nick's place. Uh, he puts a do not disturb sign on oh. the door. Super creepy. Uh, and then Veronica calls Nick's father while Archie bags and tags him. Uh, this is the only glimpse we've had of Nick's parents. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. They probably cut that because we never see them again or talk about them again. Makes in sense. Any way. What a great little payday for those actors. Yep. Chapter 33, Shadow of a Doubt. Archie goes door to door under Jughead's narration. We saw this a little bit, but yeah. we, it's an extended bit. Uh, and we see a flash of the Black Hood's eyes. I feel like this is a, a little teaser that Archie's going to become an optometrist. Ooh. 
That's a big prediction for next season. That is Here's the thing. You field. can't spell uh, Archie without an I. Oh, that's... that. Hold on. C-H-I. <laughs> wow. That's right. Alex is right again. Way too long. Alex is right again. Then Hermione and Veronica talk about the casino. Hermione coaches her to come up with a solid plan. Now, did you notice that in a lot of these scenes, uh, Veronica's playing cards and that gets completely cut out? No, I didn't see that at all. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's because she is going to become Gambit from the X Men. (laughs) Oh, man. I think she's going to open it. Pieces are so good. Another season three prediction. I think she's going to open up her own casino. Oh, but that's actually a plot line. Yeah, she tries that's to open why. a casino. Instead, she's that's why open I up thought a... it was cool that she had the cards and was like, right. hey. remember she's going to go open up a child nightclub underneath yeah. the town diner. Yeah, right. Which makes sense. Which should be easy enough. That is that plot. She loves cards. That idea is just as just as ridiculous as Gambit becoming a character. <laughs> no, that's, that's, uh, it is. Nope. Yes. Yeah, I hope she becomes Gambit now. She looked good in the head sock. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 34, Judgment Night. Fred buttons his shirt as Archie leaves the hospital. They find out Fangs is fine. Kevin calls, explains they're arresting the Black Hood. Pretty obvious why they cut this scene. We're supposed to leave on a cliffhanger, not know whether Fangs is alive or dead. Everyone's favorite character, Fangs. Yes. So knowing that Fangs was alive would have been no cliffhanger whatsoever. But man, yeah. just fantastic the way Luke Perry walked down that hall. He owned that. Just oh, owned man. it. So cool. Definitely. He knows how to use buttons and everything. Yep. What a big boy. He was walking, talking, <laughs> and buttoning at the same time. God, you th- how many times do you think they shot that scene? <laughs> Once. No. Oh, you think he got it on the first go? First cut. No, no way. way. Yep. No. no way. That was the 35th take. Yeah. No way. And then uh, I ended up just using Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Luke Perry only wears Velcro shirts. That's why he's not on most of the show because uh, the sound ruins all of the takes exactly. of his Velcro going. I'm all tangled up in my shirt again, guys. Can we start back at one? Back to one? Stop making fun of Luke Perry, you assholes. <laughs> Never. Chapter 35, Brave New World. We're almost done with this. Uh, Alice is big Alice stuff in this episode as well. Alice is making a scrapbook about how <laughs> Betty is super uncomfortable with the idea, as she should be. Yep. Uh, and then Betty writes in her journal. Alice enters and explains they found Charles. And then Alice and Betty visit Charles's grave where his ashes are bed- buried. She explains how her life would have been different if she stayed with FP. Uh, Betty calls Polly and asks her to come back. A lot of stuff to unpack in this scene. Yeah. And I'm very curious to hear from you guys what it means that they cut this out. Well, I think what it means is it's obviously... Big government saying scrapbooking should be, you know, not allowed. Oh, 100%. I mean... That was my takeaway, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) people trying to undercut the power of scrapbooking has been going on for way too long. Yeah, and you guys should know Pete is actually making a scrapbook about this episode we're taping right now. Yeah, if you want to check out our scrapbooks, please go to (laughs) pete.scrapbooks.org. Join the rebellion. Don't let the government tell you you can't scrapbook. (laughs) Scrapbook in your the privacy of... Always be scrapbooking. Uh, To answer your question, Alex... um, I think that uh, they don't want to fully declare that Charles is dead. Mm, I agree. Uh, that they're going to maybe bring Charles back as a surprise character. Yeah, it definitely leaves it open, not seeing the ashes. I mean, they could still get away with it, I guess, even if they're like, yep, his, he was uh, cremated and thrown in a grave. Well, and- I also don't know if that's how graves work. Like, sure. If they find someone who's uh, a John Doe, they don't like have a hole in the ground. They keep digging up and throwing more ashes. <laughs> that's what she was like. That's what they do. They When they find a dead body, they just burn it and put it in a mass grave. I was like, what? That's no. <laughs> it looks like a little, little garden planter they have, and they're like, hey, dig it up. We found another dude. 
Yeah. No, well, first they cremate the person, they put them in an urn, then they bury the urn, and then they take the chunk of the earth, and they burn that, and oh, yeah. then they put it in another urn, and then they bury that urn. That's the circle of life. Oh, yeah. man. I love The Lion King, by the way. The great scene in that. All we are is dust buried near a uh, But I agree with you. It's... <laughs> I love the scene. This was one of my favorite scenes on the disc really? specific. Well, just because I thought Lily Reinhardt and Matt Amick did an amazing acting job here to hear your mom say, here's what it would have been like if you were never born. But because these terrible things happened to me, I got you is yeah. a complicated thing to play on both ends. Yeah, It was and, a cool moment. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job. I just I, felt like that she was touching the uh, slab a little too much. That was weird. The graves, yeah, that's, marker, the that, slab, yeah, that slab, the gravestone, yeah, gravestone, gravestone. Yeah. yeah, that says, and it was like fine piece or something said on it. Yeah, yeah, she kept like she was like, oh. The weirdest part to me was that the gravestone said, "Chick is the real hero of the show." Yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> fine, I see. I didn't find chick. that. I didn't find that weird at all. Yeah, I found it, that. it was weird, surprising. Yeah. Uh, and then another big scene. Tony is on her bike, comes to Cheryl's house, moves in. Oh. Nana Rose looks on disapprovingly. Just the way that Great. Cheryl was standing, like so happy to see her. It was really just fantastic. Great moment. Yeah, Loved delightful. It. But again, I think they cut it out because they didn't, uh, to your point, wanted to keep things a little open for season three in terms of where they go. And yeah. making the big choice to have them move in together certainly puts them in a different situation going into season three. Yeah, I mean, it's a difference between they, at the end of this season, we just find out that they are together, sort of fully committed to each other. And this, they were like a couple on the way to being married. <laughs> like they were <laughs> yes. moving in together. Yeah, but I loved Data Rose's expression was so, so great. Fun. It was yeah. so great like cutaway. 80s. Yeah. She, if she had sunglasses, she would have been like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, here we go again. Yes. And the last scene, uh, Veronica and Archie are in Hiram's <laughs> office uh, just chatting about how things go. And uh, they uh, fuck on his desk. Yeah. Yep. Time to make some good memories here. <laughs> Sex memories. Oh my God. Hey, that's one way of making your bones. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. We've been building to that line for however long we've been taping. I didn't know uh, when that scene started where they were. Like, I thought they were back at where the play was. And then when she was like, we have to make better memories here. Yeah. I was like, what? You're going to have sex with yeah, him? was Hiram's office. Uh, again, I understand why they cut this out of the episode. It makes no sense for Archie's arc where he's threatening Hiram if he's already gotten some weird sort of revenge on him. Uh, the ultimate revenge is having sex at a place where the, your enemy lives. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's why I'm always uh, putting constellations up in Pete's room. <laughs> yeah, Pete, are you going to be home today? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am. Are you sure? <laughs> yep. Okay. You sure you're not going to see a movie right after this? Nope. You're uh, not going to see the movie called The Meg right after this? <laughs> why are you being so specific? Just want to make sure that you're out Just part of check. Empty. Just want to see what's going on. You guys Any not. other takeaways from the deleted scenes or this just disc in... <laughs> did I say disc? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just, I'm just glad DVDs are still out there, really making their mark. Yeah, uh, really doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was a whole thing because Justin didn't have a DVD player, so it was like this Well, I have thing. a DVD player, but the, I don't have the remote, so I can only press one button. <laughs> Which is play. Play. Yeah. 
Guys, <laughs> thank you so much Little for window listening. Into the world. Yeah, we might try to do a couple of other bonus episodes as we lead up to the new season, but of course it is back on October 10th, and we will officially be back then as well, recapping every episode. Also wanted to give a special shout out to Aaron, the biggest yeah. Riverdale fan in our secret Slack. We have a Slack that's for Patreon supporters only. Aaron is in there pretty much every night chatting about Riverdale. She I is love a, it. Like a preacher about this. Yeah, Riverdale. 100%. Lifestyle. And we uh, love it. Thank you. It's so much fun. Uh, it I is. love seeing the notifications pop up. I'm like, yes, it is literally after dark, and I get to chat about Riverdale with Aaron. It's a lot of fun. So thank you. And Pete is there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes. You should, you should stop by more often, Pete. It is it's a, a lot, lot to it. scroll through, man. Ah, uh, just go to the end and start throwing in whatever nonsense you usually yeah, throw. Yeah, just start typing oh, well, and let, yeah, uh, let us sort it out. <laughs> if you guys want access to that or any of the many rewards that we have, uh, patreon.com slash comic book club starting at two bucks a month you get access to the slack a bunch of other fun things really i've been having a very good time in there Me too yeah pete sometimes yeah i show up and i'm like yeah yeah go support cool. that <laughs> also we do a live show every tuesday night at 8 p.m at the pit loft in new york so please come on down we'll chat with you about riverdale or really whatever you want pete what else do you want to plug friend us on facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show follow us on twitter at comic book live also follow if you want to we have a riverdale specific twitter riverdale dark check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more and we'll see you after dark enjoy your, the rest of your dark summer oh you got the job yeah <laughs>